Hey, so welcome to the first episode of the Lit Code. I'm Edgar Jones. I got my other partner in crime next to me, man. Go ahead and let the people know who you are. I'm Courtney Anderson, a.k.a. Conrad, <laughs> a.k.a. Big C. Conrad, <laughs> Big C. Yeah. You got a couple names, man. Yeah, we, uh, we here. Yeah. This is it. This has yeah. been uh, a long time in the making, man. A lot of conversations, uh, a lot of long conversations. Funny thing about it is that every single time we get into a conversation, I somewhat got to block about an hour to 30 minutes off to have a conversation with you because I know how, how far we get into going with it. But, mm-hmm. um, man, what got us to this point? Well, like you said, man, just conversation, basically, like uh, about life. I think just just growing, uh, we always have had conversations. We grew up together, but I guess as we started to uh, – embark on different endeavors, dealing with just being men, being husbands, being fathers, uh, those conversations got deeper. And then somewhere along the line, we realized that our thought process was kind of the same. You know, we yeah. think about things a, a little differently than others. And so uh, from there, we kind of ran into this. So uh, I can remember being on the way to West Virginia to a job, and we had a long conversation. We we said then, hey man, you know, uh, kind of seemed like people need to hear this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This could this could help people out. <clears throat> and from there, man, it's like anything else. We we wrote it down. I think that's that's very important. We wrote it down. We revisited, and then over time, it grew into what it is now. You, uh, I started put our content on Facebook. Eventually, you started doing truck talk. Uh, from there, we kept the conversations going, kept writing stuff down, kept planning, and now we're here. So uh, that's how we got here in my eyes. Uh, you want to tell a little bit about your side of it? Yeah, yeah. Well, first, for the viewers and everybody that's checking this out, I'm uh, just going to uh, introduce myself, tell you a little bit about me, um, and we'll just go from there. So. Like I said, Edgar Jones from Rayville, Louisiana, a little small town about uh, about 20 minutes from Monroe, Louisiana, sitting right at the top. We're at the Northeast. Some people from New Orleans are down bottom kind of argue if we're from Louisiana or not, but <laughs> I'm from Louisiana, probably. Yeah. Rayville, that is. Uh, learned a lot growing up, man. Uh, a lot of small town living, uh, blue collar, where everybody, they get it, how they live, they go out there and they work hard and do what they do to take care of theirs and take care of their family and take care of the people around them. So a lot of lessons learned there. Um, from there, I play, you know, played basketball growing up, played a little football. Uh, scared of basketball, football. I ain't want no part of that contact. <laughs> That's another part of the story. But ended up playing, playing uh, football and ended up going to Southeast Missouri State in 2003. And from 2003 to 2007, I was there. Um, then, man, I ended up going to the uh, National Football League, played in the NFL for seven years. Uh, and that's a whole nother episode getting into that as well. But was fortunate and blessed to play in the NFL for seven years, ended up retiring in 2015. And now I'm here. But um, kind of going back to what you said about the question you asked, you know, 
when I played in the league, me and you had those conversations here and there. You know, whether mm -hmm. you text me something, we had a brief conversation on the phone due to just us being busy in life. Um, but it wasn't really until life slowed down. And for me, <laughs> and we start to really sit down and have conversations and really start to pay attention to the conversations that was going about. Um, and to your point, it really, I started to see and started to understand and, and not just me, but having other people around me saying, hey, y'all need to start putting something out. So uh, based off of that, those conversations with myself, talking to you with other people has gotten us to this point. And honestly, quite frankly, man, that was some, uh, that was a little resistance with this because I felt like, man, I don't want to hear what I got to say. You know, we all go back and forth with, ain't nobody pay attention to what I'm doing. Ain't, don't nobody care about what I say. Don't nobody care about what I do. But the fact of the matter is, that's BS, man. There's always somebody watching you and paying attention to you. Um, and really, as me and you would always say, look at you as a superhero. So me understanding, for me personally, my, my, my gift, God gave me a gift to be able to speak to encourage people um, and being able to help them in, them in their lives. So for me, I just realized this was bigger than me, man. So that's just really what got us to this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and I remember, I mean, I can remember the resistance point uh, because I would, I would be telling you, man, you got to give speaking. I think uh, I watched you speak at a church one day, and uh, and then I know you're doing your Camp Gladiator thing, and I told you that I can see your switch turn on, and we talked about that a lot, because when you were in the league, most of the time we did talk, I would be sending you something before a game to kind of get you get you going. That's when we, we talked the most. Uh, it's right before your games. I'd always try to send you something to kind of rev you up. Uh, and while you were playing there, you had to turn the switch on. So me watching you play and then watching you speak, I kind of noticed the same switch. Now, most of the time, somebody else always has to tell us, uh, <laughs> has to give us a uh, game on how we are. We don't see ourselves as other people do. So uh, it was me telling you that and at the same token, I'm telling you what you need to do and you telling me, well, yeah, man, you, you read some of the stuff you send to me or you read some of the stuff you type up. Like, you need to be doing something, too. So it's kind of like both of us pushing each other. Uh, and so that's a good segue into, into my introduction uh, and how we met in the first place. We didn't, we didn't have to meet. We were basically born together, uh, the kids of a brother and sister. <clears throat> I'm from the same little magical town, Rayville, Louisiana. Uh, grew up in the country, the old country boy, son of Bo and Gail Anderson. Uh, went to Raver High. I was always, uh, I was a little more rambunctious than, than you were as a, as a child. <laughs> uh, I was the one that would always get into stuff. I wasn't shy at all, I don't think, but uh, I was also a good mix of things because I was also a nerd. Uh, all through school, I always had good grades, but I always gravitated towards all kinds of different people. Uh, and so I guess I kind of learned the language of everybody, which which will help me now and help us in, in this endeavor because I kind of know how to speak to people. Uh, I grew up around a lot of elders. Also, my grandmother, uh, Miss Biddy, raised me 
until I was two years old and she passed and I had to start school at two, the Little Flower Academy. And I just never got here back. So by the time I was 16, I was a senior. Uh, you and I played ball together coming up. I did like contact. <laughs> so football was, I was, I was a big boy. So football was going to be my thing anyway. Uh, but we both grew up basically in the same house. It's funny stories. Our family, so my mother's side and then my father's side is where I'm, I'm related to you. People think that that's the same family. Uh, we talked about it before. Uh, you can't tell nobody that you and Chris Hayes aren't first cousins, uh, just blood related, you know what I'm saying? Because that's how close our families were. And one thing our families had in common was taking care of people, reaching out to other people. Uh, those, those that had businesses, they employed people from all walks, walks of life, taught us to respect all people. Uh, so us doing this is kind of like what we were born to do in my eyes. Um, anyway, graduated Raver High, went to Southern University, jumped out to work for the USDA for a little while. Uh, now I'm currently uh, a NACE inspector out on the gas lines and also one of the co-owners of Lit, <laughs> Illuminated Lit. Thought, which is uh, kind of our blanket business for some of the stuff we're gonna be getting into later. Uh, this podcast for one lit code. Uh, yeah, brother, why don't you go ahead and elaborate on that? The lit code. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so again, the name of this, the lit yeah. code. Let's talk about this. The lit so code. I, our, uh, you can see it, see it behind me. I don't know which way to go that way. So our blanket business, illuminating and thought motivational movement, or lit, lit is a term that the youngsters use now to say something's uh, hype or it's good. It's, this part is lit, that means it's a good part and having a good time. Uh, but in the technical sense, when you, if something's lit, that means it's ignited. Or uh, if you leave the candles lit in the house, that means it's still burning. <clears throat> Illuminated, which is a word that's obsolete now, actually. Somebody decided that it's not a word anymore, but it means to light or to ignite. Uh, and then in thought, basically a lot of us, sometimes the light comes from the physical, maybe maybe you look good, maybe it comes from your financial situation, maybe you got a lot of money, uh, you have a lot of material things that people look at, that's how you feel like you shine. If you don't have it mentally, you're not lit in the mental, then when all that's stripped away, what do you have left? Uh, so we want you to be lit in thought, meaning your thought process, your mindset is what's lit. Uh, so the lit code, uh, Egg and I like to refer to each other as likings. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, that's a form of werewolf. You know, if you're familiar with the movie Underworld, uh, what a liking basically is, was, was uh, Lucian. And Lucian was the only werewolf known to man that had control of when he turned into a werewolf. So we all have these polar opposite sides, right? Uh, some of us can't control when we, <laughs> when we switch that on and off, but we figured out a way to do it through a, a lot of different experiences, but we like to call ourselves likings. Uh, 
that's just a little <laughs> inside thing. But anyway, the way we speak to each other, the way we look at things, the way we break down things that are supposedly complicated or, or uh, traumas that are hard to deal with, we don't blow them up into something that we can't handle. We use a simplified, so break it down to some of the simplest thoughts that you would run into every day. And uh, that's how we get by them. So we call it the lit code because that's our code. That's our way of decoding, if you would, some of our problems in life, uh, whether it be big or small, we take the same approach to simplifying it and uh, getting by with it. So that's the name. That's, that's why we came up with it. Uh, you want to elaborate? It's uh yeah yeah brother I'm about to elaborate on it. It's uh <laughs> interesting you say that. It's I noticed something you said earlier about you know for some of us and I would say I was a I mean maybe a victim to this of you know we said illuminate and thought means to be bright uh, to shine. Um, you talked about how a lot of times we do it through uh, the external right what you what you got on, how much money you got, uh, or maybe it's the house you live in or the nice car you drive, or the list goes on and on and on, especially in this day and era, which there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I feel like if it becomes your world, then what if that gets taken away to what you said? Um, and for me personally, like when we, we talk about the lit code, for me, I felt like I was really tapped into illuminating and thought before I got into the NFL. Um, because that's all I saw. That was all, that was my world of, I wasn't in the league yet. Um, and I knew just pure off of me not having talent, I wanted to train my butt off and be the best at everything I did. Uh, but it was also a good outlet for me as well, just to deal with my frustrations and life and the things that was getting thrown to me. But it's funny, like when I got to the league at some point in time, and I can't put a stamp on the way it happened, I did get somewhat caught up in the process of, and uh, the the bright lights and the uh, the flashiness and the money and the cars and the, the fast life, man. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Um, but after that stopped and when it got done, it really got me back in a place and realizing and understanding that. I truly had fell away from being in tune with myself, uh, figuring out more about who I was as a man, uh, who I was created to be. Um, and just being in tune with myself. And, and, and honestly, I felt like that had to happen. I had to be at that level to experience that, um, to, to finally step away from it, be at a place now to say, all right, like, what's my thought process look like? How am I thinking? Getting back to the, the basis, as I call it, right? Getting back to the basis and the foundation of what my mental uh, looks like. Because the fact of the matter is, at the end of the day, that's the most important thing to me, your thought process. What you thinking, how you think, what you saying to yourself, how you talking to yourself. Uh, the brain is an interesting uh, muscle because as soon as you wake up in the morning, it's firing. As a matter of fact, it may wake you up in the middle of the night firing and telling you about what you can't do, uh, who said what. Um, it's, it's somewhat, it seems like somewhat just by by a lot of people's upbringing, like it's kind of it's kind of set up to to make you think in a negative way. 
So you're always trying to counter it with the positive thoughts. So um, going back to the lit code, man, it was extremely important for me because I think it's important for every single person, uh, no matter what race, no matter where you come from, shape, size, how you grew up, to start to challenge yourself on your thought process um, and just to, to open up your mind and be conscious about what you're thinking about and what you're saying to yourself. And whatever you think and do, um, if I'm thinking immensely, eventually it's going to be something I'm physically putting out there as well. Um, I'm talking to myself crazy and saying all, calling myself all type of words and beat myself up. And eventually at some point in time, that's what I'm going, that's what I'm going to project on other people as mm -hmm. well. So. Yeah, man. It, even that in itself, uh, this that you see on the wildest podcast, this moment right now, was a thought two years ago, right? And then we worked towards it. We kept thinking about it. And now it's it's here. Uh, and we had help from outside, right? People telling us, hey man, you need to do this, you need to do that. You need to do this, you need to do that. And then we had something we want to speak on. Now we had a chance to kind of put it on display in front of others uh, on another level. And they, they kind of let us know we already knew. And so yeah. uh, just thoughts, man, if we, if we were thinking, oh, man, that'll never work. Uh, they don't want to hear us. If we'd have kept that up, then we wouldn't be here at this very moment today. So you said something interesting uh, about getting back to your mental and, and thinking about who you were as a man. And we both gave some background on ourselves. But uh, one of our favorite podcasts is or was Hot Boxing. Matter of fact, when we blow up, Mike, if y'all hear this, we want Evan back. Uh, <laughs> Evan back, man. Bring Evan, Evan back. back on hot boxing. But Mike Tyson likes to uh, sit back and kind of stare down some of the guests, especially the ones that he doesn't know. And he'll ask them uh, a question that we always play around with, and it's "Who are you?" So we got the we got the background, we got where you're from, what you did, but. How about just diving in on who you are? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a good question. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's a question that every single person needs to ask to themselves. As a matter of fact, I've been asking myself that question, and I'm still on that journey of trying to uh, figure that out. Mm -hmm. And and the thing about it is that uh, – I haven't been frustrated about it because I knew it just would take time. Um, you know, when you, we all got greatness inside of us. We all have so many different great skills that's inside of us. And a lot of times it takes time to truly get to a place to understand what that is that you have. So for me, part of the reason why I feel like it's taken me so long to, to, to figure out truly who I am is because I spent so much time trying to be up with people, um, especially in the NFL. Um, it kind of got away from me. I kind of feel like I got away from what got me to that level, the hard work, um, being a guy that's the last one to walk off the field, being the first one to get on the field, just that whole mindset that you want to work me that when I got to the, the, the NFL, I felt like everything I had to do had to look like this player Oh, I had to play the way he played or do moves the way he did it. And obviously what ended up happening with that was um, I think it took a, it took me further away from 
truly what my strengths was. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, I think for a long, long time, you know, my, my identity lied in the NFL. Um, it, that's just what it was. You know, that was my life. That was something that I, I spent a lot of time uh, doing, whether I was on the field or off the field. My off-season wasn't really my off-season because when the season was over with, I probably had about, you know, four to six weeks really to just chill with family, reevaluate my life before it was time for me to get back to training and taking care of business. So for a long period of time, not just the NFL, but from college, uh, my identity was lied in um, just football. I mean, that, that was my world. So for me, that really started once the um, – once the clock went zero, 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 <laughs> that, which is a very scary time for me because it it, it was silence. It was quiet. Um, and the thing about that was that the glamorous life wasn't something that I cared about. It was cool. I enjoyed it. But it was just now, all right, football is done, but who are you? So um, that's still a path I'm going on, man, still trying to figure that out. Um, I know part of that answer, that question that you asked me is, um, a lot of this predicated off how I think. Um, you know, going back to what we talked about the lit code, right? Like my thinking process, what am I thinking? Um, I am a king. I am a man of God. Um, I am a child of God. Um, I'm a father, I'm a husband. I'm love, I'm peace. I'm, I'm, I'm anger, I'm all those things, right? Mm-hmm. That you're constantly trying to catch a, uh, have a grasp on. So for me, man, it's um, um, still trying to figure that one out. Uh, y'all stay tuned on that one. I'll let you know <laughs> when I come up with it. But I honestly think truly, fully, you never can fully get to that answer uh, about who you are. Um, it's um, Physically, you can see me, but spiritually, I'm a whole, there's a whole spiritual thing that's going on with me as well. So it's, <laughs> it's a, I don't think you truly can get to the answer. Um, but I think the most, one thing that's extremely important is just starting to um, ask yourself that question and spend time with yourself. Because yeah. in order for me to get to a place, right, of figuring out who I am, at first I need to be able to spend time with myself. I need to silence out the world, I need to be in a place uh just where everything is still um, to sit down and spend time with me. Maybe that's the universe, whatever your beliefs may be, maybe it's the universe. Maybe that's you getting into your Bible, doing some reading. For me, biblically, uh, connecting that way. Um, and I felt like the more I start to do that, I start to get a little bit more tuned with who I am. So y'all stay tuned. I'll let y'all know when I figure it out. But it's, uh, the important thing is just starting the process, man. So. Yeah. So for me, it's uh, to piggyback off what you said, you'll never really, you never really grab that because who you were when you just started telling me or giving me that answer. It's already beginning to change now because we, we have new experiences, right? Uh, and if you're evolving, you're never really the same, uh, only for a moment. And then you're something else because you're constantly evolving. Uh, me myself, in short, I'm I'm the same as everyone else. I'm I'm a byproduct of uh, a lot of different experiences, right? Uh, from from a baby till now, uh, that led me to think or act a certain kind of way. 
uh, learned experiences where I walked, the way I talked, uh, we're all products of our environment and whatever mechanisms we, we built internally to survive it or do the best we could to conquer it. That's who we are. Uh, I'm a father as well. I'm a motivator, but the same in the same breath, uh, I'm my biggest fan and my worst enemy. I'm the most powerful being in my world because I'm I'm a ball of potential right in both extremes. I, I'm I'm my best and my worst. I'm all of that wrapped up into one. Uh, and all of us are right. If you get in touch with yourself, especially as an adult, you realize that you really control just about everything in your world. You, you always have control of your reaction for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside stuff may happen, but you have control of your reaction. So right now at this moment, uh, and we talk all the time, but I'm, I'm coming into being aware that I'm the most powerful being in my world. I mean, and I, I control what everything means to me, whether that's, that's God or the universe, what that looks like in my mind, I'm in control of it. Uh, because it's mine. Nobody else has it. Uh, nobody else can can think like Edgar Jones. Nobody else can think like Courtney Anderson. So uh, I'm there. And all of us are, like I said, a collection of different experiences from day one until now. That's what you are manifested. The way you act. We, we have a saying, and that's, that'll be a whole nother episode, but all ways end in wise. You spell ways, W-A-Y-S. So why behind it, right? Uh, I'm just a projection of my wives. <laughs> that's that's what I am. Uh, and so, if I leave you with anything, if y'all take anything from that, just think about that. When you do have that conversation with yourself, who am I? Uh, just know you can just end up being the way you are. Uh, you just end up that way. It's a reason behind it. And if you can go back and track down that reason, then you can deal with some of the things that you're dealing with because everybody's dealing with something. Uh, you can see me and me and Eric on here smiling, and we look we look good thanks to some some good genetics. Uh, <laughs> Great genetics, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we all dealing with something. Eric deals with something daily. I deal with something daily. Uh, I said I was my biggest biggest fan and worst enemy. Sometimes uh, Big C don't want to do what Courtney want to do. Sometimes he don't want to get up at five thirty and uh, go out to work in seven degree weather. According to know that's gotta be done to feed the family, right? So all of us have that. So don't think uh, because you, you you battle with yourself or you always, sometimes you find yourself in a funk that, that you're weird. No, you're perfectly freaking normal. We all, we all have to work through something. And, and normally it's ourselves. You block all that out that's going on the outside, the stuff you think is holding you back and look yourself dead in the mirror, you'll realize that the only thing that can really, really hold you back or stop you from accomplishing what you want to accomplish is you. And that's, that's a, a beautiful, complicated simplicity right there. It's, it's that simple and that complicated at the same time. So same time. Yep. It's a, uh, man, you just said something. Yeah. You just said, uh, um, Basically, that we 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 you talking about like who we are, but even when I look at that, like it all starts back to your thought process. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, at the end of the day, right? Like it starts back to your thought process. 
and 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 then outside of that, how I react. I mean, you brought up right earlier that I know it. I got to get up at five o'clock in the morning. I got to go take care of business to make sure my family is fed. And at that moment in time, as you go through the thought process, from there, there's just a simple reaction. Yeah. Get up on for the lay down. And and I think the more that we're 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 catching those thoughts and what we're thinking. Um, and it ain't something that's gonna happen overnight, man. It's gonna happen in one day. But the more you you're practicing the repetition of the thinking about what you're thinking and actually counting it and saying, all right, dude, like this is what I'm thinking right now. How how am I how can I be able to shift this over? change my thought process that's extremely important but everything starts with your thought process and your mind and 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 from there like i said earlier what are you how are you carrying those actions is out man so yeah yeah man we uh we came to this uh or these thought processes through experience like i said man you you kind of you get used to dealing with certain stuff on the day to day and, and you conquer that. What I started doing was being aware of how I conquered it. Right. And then if you, if I, if I take note of that, then the next time I read something else, then I can go back and look at my notes. Right. Just like in class, uh, you work out a math problem. It was, it was kind of hard to work out, but you got your scratch paper over here and you get to another one. It was just plug and play at that point. Right. Same equation. I can look back and, oh, this, I put that there, this here, even if the numbers change, I still come out to what I need to come out to. So uh, if you think that way, then nothing will ever get too big for it, no matter what it is, uh, big trauma, small trauma. I like to, I like to uh, use the puzzle analogy, right? <clears throat> if I had a million piece puzzle right now, right? Let's just say it's a rectangular puzzle. If I had a picture, if I didn't, right? If I pull those pieces out <clears throat> and I don't know where to start from, it's a bunch of different pieces. I know one thing, right? I'm gonna have four corner pieces for sure. Cause it's a, <laughs> it's a rectangular puzzle, right? I have four corner pieces and I'm gonna have a bunch of edge pieces, but I know I take my corner pieces and put them in the corners. And then I start going from there. It ain't no way I can take all million of those pieces and put it together all at once. I got to knock it down in logical steps, right? Corners, edges. We'll work our way on in. If we got a picture, great. So I can look over here and say, okay, that's supposed to be a foot. That's supposed to be a head. That's supposed to be this, that. And then we put it together. Now, once that's done, if we keep doing it, after a while, we don't need a picture. We'll remember the pieces by themselves, right? And then we, we got that one down packed. And then guess what the world does? Throw us another one, <laughs> right? And if you ain't careful, you'll panic. What am I gonna do with another million pieces? Do the same damn thing you did last time. <laughs> Find your four corner pieces, right? Find your edge pieces and work through it. So that's that in a nutshell. So we keep you kept you kept mentioning the thought process, thought the way you think is what lit is. That analogy of the puzzles that's part of what the lit code is that's what we that's what we do so uh from here on out any topics we pick or whatever uh you can rest assured we're going to approach it 
that way. We're going to break it down that way. Once you do that, and once you make a habit of doing it, you practice doing it, it become a habit, and now it's just a lifestyle. And that's what we want to get everybody to. Uh, not letting anything get too big, realizing that you're the most powerful being in your, in your world. And if you want to get it done, you can get it done. In the same breath, if you don't, you won't. <laughs> you control it. Yeah. So. so here's the question. So why is that? Why is that um, for most of us, um, we, we start to try to tap into this at an older age? You know, mm -hmm. I mean, some people could probably, I mean, you hear stories about people tapping to it at a young age, but, and I think, I think, I think even at times that, that you see people that tap into it at a young age and they get off course and as they get older, they try to tap back to it. Why is it? Well, I think it's, it's, it's a lot to do with uh, the different change that society puts on our minds, right? Uh, from media to, to some religions, uh, we're geared to think that life's supposed to go a certain way by what we see on TV, what we read in the book. And uh, especially for our people, <laughs> the reality is most of the time coming up, life ain't nothing like that. It's not fairy tales. It's not uh, the stuff we see on TV. If we go to our window and look outside, it ain't the same stuff we looking at outside. Mm -hmm. we, come from, we come from rural South. Quite frankly, uh, our parents at younger ages, they didn't really have time to think. And when we were younger, we didn't have time to think that much. You get up, you go to school, you do your work in school. If you, if you got extracurricular activities, you go to practice, you come home, you do your homework, you eat, you shower, you go to bed, and you start over and do it again, right? We locked into that process. Same way I'm talking about locking into our mental and making a habit of that. Well, we're habitual creatures. And our parents definitely didn't have time to think about it because they got to do what? Get all us up, yeah, right? Take care of go to go to work, <laughs> deal with they dealing with at work, get back home, go get you from practice, come home, make sure you got something to eat. Daddy gotta make sure this, then the third getting done outside and around the house, get the bills paid, balance the checkbook, get y'all tucked in, go to sleep, get up, do it all over again. Weekend come. We don't want to think about nothing, right? <laughs> we trying to you know, have a drink or two, party, have a cookout, let's do this and that, or just sit back there to some music, but never really having time to tap into that mental. Uh, and as, as men, as young men growing up, our, our dads, both of our dads are quote unquote lumberjacks. They're, they're yeah. hardworking men. Not really men that, that you think they're in their head a lot, especially at a younger age. They're trying to get it. That everything's manifested as, as the physical with, with men growing up. You don't have time to be emotional, which means you don't have time to think about a lot. You got to react. You know, if somebody, if somebody is, is trying to take food off the table, they ain't thinking about nothing, right? They're going to react to that. Uh, and that's how you, you're supposed to do the same thing. No crying, no, like, the man's supposed to be the leader of us, he's supposed to be hard, he's supposed to be stern, not necessarily a thinker. So the older you get and stuff starts to slow down or you start to wonder like, okay, why am I in this fun? Why, have I, why haven't I done anything different? Well, now you're thinking about it, 
kids grow up, right, and they're out of the way. They're kind of independent. I should say not out of the way, but they're more independent. And now you got time to kind of sit back and think on stuff. Uh, and it's still based on what they see. You know, they see a bigger house up the road or these people just got this new vehicle or whatever it is, and they're thinking, well, man, what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? You know what I'm saying? My life. So you, that starts to spark uh, thought. And for me, I, I guess I started thinking more, the more time I spent with myself in silence, really. Uh, I, I've always been a writer. So I've always written my thoughts down uh, when I had time to. But the older I got and uh, one of the biggest things was, was watching my, my daughter be born, right? <clears throat> and I started to think right then at that moment, like, okay, now it ain't just you no more, but you're not the only one. <laughs> it ain't just your world no more. Everything that you do, it's gonna be attached to her now. She's gonna depend on it, right? And so I started thinking like, okay, man, I, I really took a look at myself. I'm like, man, certain stuff you gotta get together, but that thought is in itself, the next question to that thought is, well, how are you going to get there? What are you going to do? So I started to pay attention to every little thing I did, right? Uh, and we all we all tapped into it, but just subconsciously, we you knew you wanted to go to the league. We've been we've been knowing that forever, right? Yeah. Me, Scat, Head, we we be going out your senior year. We be going out to a party, right? Nine, 10 o'clock at night. If we pass by to hit Dead Man's Curve and go up to, to the pilot or wherever, but we passed by that school, right? You would be out there uh, on the practice field with, with a damn parachute and strength shoes, nine, 10 o'clock at night, right? Running sprint. You had to think that, okay, this is what I got to do to get to where I want to go, right? That was, that was thought there. You just wasn't aware of it. It was more of a survival thing, right? Like, okay, I want to change the trajectory of my life. I want to change what my last name means in this community. I want to change the future for my kids that I don't even have yet, right? <clears throat> that was your thought process. And that led you to doing that and then led you to where you ended up. So we all do it. We're just not as aware of it at a younger age. So I think the more we grow older, and actually, like you said, the clock struck zero for you and then stuff did what? Slow down. Slow down. Everything's got to slow, slow down. Yeah, Top of screw slow down. Yeah. When I think the older you get, you get to a certain age, and then life, boom, make them make the zeros show up, and everything slows down. And at that point, you don't have nothing else but thought. You by yourself, it's one on one. Somebody's gonna win. This is the good side, dark side gonna win, or, or the light gonna win. And so we we work towards trying to make sure that light wins. So I think that's what it is. I think, man, it's just about having the time to actually slow down and start thinking, start getting on those processes. Uh, when you have kids, you're almost forced into it because they're going to challenge you. Oh, they get, you reach these new challenges and you got to figure it out. And so I realized the best thing to do is when something jumps out like that is to stop, slow down, think about it, right? Uh, one of my other analogies, if you, if you got your feet in the water at the pond, right, and you Walking around, you see the water get all muddy and stuff. It ain't clear no more. If you want it to clear up, right, the best thing you do is to be still because the more you move, every little motion you make, what's going to happen? It's going to cloud up more and yeah. more. 
So until <laughs> you, you be still, you let everything settle down to where you can really see. Uh, and that's when you can really kind of figure out what you need to do and then start moving towards it. So. You know what, man? Nature, nature and animals can teach you a lot about life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should like, just pay attention. You, you know, you talk about that muddy water. Um, just stop moving and it clears up. You know, going back to what you said earlier, when you look at like us growing up and our parents, um, they go, go, go all the time. Um, really, you ain't got time to think about anything else but taking care of what you need to take care of Ryan. That's your loved ones. And by the time you get to the weekend, all you want to do is just really kick it and just have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me personally, that was a big part of my life of just – Man, you work so hard for trying to provide for yourself and for your loved ones that uh, by the time you get a little downtime, all you really want to do is just not think at all or, <laughs> you know, drink or whatever it is you indulge in just to try yeah. to put your mind in some type of peace. Um, and I think it's, it, it's, it's the key component to that is start to ask yourself the question I said earlier, man, what it is am I thinking? And, and how am I reacting to this situation? Because here's the thing about it, is that reaction is inevitable. Like you're gonna do it, you're gonna react. <laughs> whether whether it's me talking to someone, or acting a fool with someone, or yelling at them, that may have nothing to do with how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Or maybe somebody did something to me on Monday and I, I'm still trying to process it. And then Thursday, my, my significant other comes in and says something to me that ain't got nothing to do with what happened on Monday and I snap on them, mm-hmm. um, or me going to drink or basically to help me cope with how I'm feeling. The thing is, at the end of the day, it's, it's how am I dealing with these day-to-day things that I'm battling with? Because what we said earlier, right? Everybody's battling with something. How am I coping with this um, in a healthy form? Um, a healthy form, right? How am I coping yeah. with this in a healthy way? How am I coping with this and dealing with this in a positive way, whether it's you going to go talk to somebody, you know, um, you're going to go do some writing, uh, you're doing some meditation. Um, it's extremely important because at the end of the day, it's going to come out. It's whether it's what I'm eating, whether I'm, <laughs> if I'm drinking something, it's going to come out. Um, if I'm watching something on TV, whatever it is I may be watching, uh, whatever the music I, I may be listening to, on a consistent basis, all of all that I'm, that I'm taking in, it would definitely come out. And I think for me, even starting to get to a point of, man, just what am I listening to? You know, it's even so crazy now that when I'm watching TV, if I see a sexual scene on TV, I probably don't need to watch it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I see a sex scene on TV, yeah. and like it's a show they showing a lot of that, yeah. man, I'm just playing scenes. That, yep. That's literally all I'm doing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's all I'm doing. And before I know it, I'm thinking about all these different things. Yep. Um, and then I got this battle that you potentially may be dealing with because of me not just being aware of like, man, what am I watching? What am I listening to? And these seeds that I'm planting, how these seeds starting to sprout. You yep. know? And that's just, that's just honest, man. Just saying, hey, what is this? What am I paying attention to? How about I probably turn this off? This ain't helping me out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, right? Because listen, the fact of the matter is the world's already throwing you a lot. Whether it's it's it's, if you indulge and you watching the politics side of this a lot that's going on. I mean, with the weather, it's a lot going on. 
I mean, right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. It's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So just me taking in and knowing that even if I'm not watching it, I know that there's a lot going on that can already play a part on my mental, mm-hmm. how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking, what am I doing? So if I'm not, and if I'm not starting to be in tune with all the other things that I'm taking in, man, you'll be running yourself crazy or, yeah. or going crazy on somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Like, and we all have been there. Me, I speak for myself. I have definitely been there. You taking in so much, especially at the NFL level, man. That 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 world was so high stressed. <laughs> like, yeah. you got to perform at a high level every single day. At practice, they watch you. I mean, literally in practice, they have cameras where they watch you on the field. They watching you practice. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, then when you go into game day. You don't need for microscope. And, and, and the language in the NFL is all about whatever you've done for me lately. Um, and for a guy like me coming to the NFL undrafted uh, with a $500 signing bonus, man, I was in a dog fight for all <laughs> seven years, yeah. like fighting all the time. So that stress of what have you done for me lately. And an example I, I always give people is that I said, imagine you going into your job on Monday and you make a mistake. And after you make that mistake, let's say you made a couple mistakes. And after you make those couple mistakes, the next day you go into your job, they got seven people that they interview. They're getting ready to interview for your position. And you see those people. Mm-hmm. When I was playing linebacker, if I go out there and mess up a couple times, especially me being undrafted, I can faithfully remember going into the facility the next week. And if I've been consistent in messing up, they'll bring in five of the linebackers to work them out. And you will literally walk past those linebackers after they finish walking out. While I'm going on the field, they're walking past me. And I know, like, hey, you better tighten up. Yes. <laughs> you about to get replaced. <laughs> like, that was my world, that stress. And for me, honestly, quite frankly, um, I didn't cope with it the right way, man. I didn't cope with it in a healthy way. I think that played a part. In, you know, they kind of really end up leading to a path of me just really starting to drink a lot. I mean, just because that was a good coping mechanism for me, just to uh, help me deal with that high level. Um, And even quite frankly, too, man, you know, um, with my buddy, uh, Javon Belton, man, when he ended up uh, killing himself, um, December 1st, man, he committed suicide, dude, and uh, ended up, you know, um, killing his wife as well. When that happened in Kansas City, man, I didn't know how to cope and deal with that, you know? And the only way I knew was, 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 was through substance, you know, because I just didn't feel like I wanted to go talk to anybody about it. So I say that to all to say is that due to all these experiences that we've had in life um, and we've all had it, I think we need to start asking ourselves the question of how am I coping with this and, and what am I doing right now? Is this is this detrimental to me physically and mentally or is it um, helping me out? Yeah. Well, I think you, you said a you said a key word there. Uh, so once we once we dive into uh, thinking a lot and jumping into our thought processes, the words you said was aware, right? That's that's big because in order to 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 uh, tackle anything and know you got a problem, right? First thing you got to be is aware. Of it. Uh, I know one of my one of my breakfast posts. I talk about uh, us playing Madden as, as youngsters, the, the video game, right? Or NBA Live or anything, where they had this creative player mode. And uh, mm-hmm. 
You take all your players, you put 99 on everything. Everything. You turn everything up. Now, I mean, later on, you could you could turn all of them up. But early on, if you remember, you only you had a, a point pool. So if you turn speed up to 99 and you turn tackling up to 99, then you only had so much left to kind of give to the other attributes. So you couldn't turn everything up. You kind of had to spread it out. Uh, and a lot of times, of course, if we're playing football, for instance, we want to turn up tackling. We want to turn up. Uh, if you're a linebacker, want to turn tackling, meanness, toughness, you want all this stuff, right? Speed, you got it turned up. And then you had other attributes on there, like, uh, and one was awareness. <laughs> and if you if you neglected awareness, then guess what you get? You get a heat-seeking missile. But if they run one play fake, he lost because he's not aware of what's going on. A lot of us, we got all the potential in the world right we we turned up on everything we, we find on our cylinders but we're not our awareness ain't turned up so an opportunity comes or when it's a problem that we're causing but we ain't aware of it so we just flying around the field you know going crazy we're not we're not aware the key thing is being aware uh and then once you are you'll start to grab on to things you if you and your you and your spouse having an argument, y'all keep having the same argument about the same thing over and over again, and you just blaming her for it, you probably not aware of what you're doing, right? <laughs> you just yeah. you just firing right off at, at, at her. So uh you becoming aware of those things, you becoming aware of, of the fact that you were uh you were uh deciding to deal with your pain through substance. You first had to be aware of that, right? So if you're never aware of it, then you'd be in the same funk now. But since you're aware of it, thought process clicked. How can I get away from this? You see what I'm saying? So uh that's that's extremely important. I didn't wanna I didn't wanna miss out on that. You know how we do we we when we talk and I usually have a pen beside me, but I just took the time to text that word to myself because I didn't wanna I didn't wanna lose that one. Uh just, just be aware, man. Be aware of what's going on in your life. Really sit down. Ask yourself these questions. Like he said, what am I doing right now to deal with stuff? When, when stuff gets tough, why do I always back into a corner? It's a reason for it. Once you're aware of that reason, then you can move on uh, and uh, kind of start tackling whatever it is you need to tackle. And here, here's the cool thing about that, too, is that, you know, uh, timing is everything. It is. It is. <laughs> like, time is extremely important. So, you know, at this moment in time, is it time for me to back into a corner, just kind of sit back and watch? Or is it time for me to go ahead and step out? You know, depending on the situation. Um, you know, I, it, even biblically, the Bible talks about time. There's a, there's, there's a season time of everything. There's a season to smile, there's a season to cry. Like uh, the weather does that, right? Like there's a season to to, to prune, and <laughs> there's a season to bear fruit. <laughs> like timing is extremely important. And I think in order to understand when this time is for me to do this or do that, um, it goes back to uh, being in tune with yourself. Mm -hmm. um, that the, our bodies are always speaking to us, right? You run upstairs and you out of breath, 
Nobody telling you, bro, you need to get in shape. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, you know, it ain't rocket science. It's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's always trying to deliver and give us messages and speak it to us. Mm-hmm. Um, um, or you ever had, a, you know, been able to talk to somebody, have a conversation with someone and something just telling you just to be quiet. Just yeah. listen. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go talk. And then as soon as you start talking to somebody, and it was this time to talk. The, the, the conversation ended up getting blowed up because mm-hmm. you tried to over-trump them and over-talk them. Let's say you're talking to a significant other or friend and y'all are having some type of uh, conversation back and forth, like you over-trump them, by you just not sitting back and paying attention. At some point in time, someone's telling you just to sit back and be yeah. quiet and just listen, you yeah. know? But in order to, to get to a place where you can start to tap into that, right? We talk about awareness. It goes back to Man, just five minutes a day, sitting down, meditating, you know, sitting down, uh, closing your eyes. Or we, we talked about this so many times. Meditation can it can look it can look different for everybody, you know, what, what everybody considers meditation. But I know this is another conversation, another episode we can we can get into as well. So yeah. You you some something else I want to touch on right quick. You you uh talked about how uh in the NFL. There's always somebody sitting there ready to take your spot. They bring in somebody, five people. If you if you messed up, uh, you didn't necessarily know it then, but uh, life is pretty much the same way, right? It's always somebody <laughs> ready to take your spot. Somebody willing to take what you what you think are problems. Uh, it's it's a million people out there that love to have yours in the place of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another. <laughs> that's another episode too. But but you just gotta be aware of that. Because uh, a lot of times I used to get down on myself because I'm an ambitious person. I kind of know my potential. Everybody outsiders will tell you, "Hey man, you you this, you that." Uh, you try not to feed into it too much, but you're aware. You know, you know, you should be doing more. Uh, but at the same time, I I was doing a lot of good stuff anyway. But my mind being so ambitious, I ain't doing nothing, I ain't doing enough. Well, the whole time that I'm I'm crapping on my life and what I got, I ain't doing enough. But somebody sitting sitting on the outside, like, hey, <laughs> you fall off, fall off what I take. Like uh that's something I want, I want to leave everybody with too, man. Just remembering that that you somebody's goal, somebody's looking at you, no matter how bad you think you got it. Uh and wishing they can get to where you are. If you're aware of that, you'll feel better about yourself. You you make sure you don't neglect what you've already done and what you what you've accomplished so far. If if 2021 is going better for you than 2020 did, you're on the right path. Now you might not be where you want to be, but incrementally you're walking it down. Don't take that for granted. Like yeah. rejoicing it. Right, celebrate the small wins, and then you take that finish line, pick it up, throw it out in front of you, go get it again. But don't don't neglect the fact that you got there the first in the first place. Don't just think that ain't nothing. Like uh, start cheering yourself on more. I said when I started, I'm my biggest fan and worst enemy. Don't be be your biggest fan more so you are your worst enemy. Uh, don't beat yourself down so much, man. Just keep being aware that you've done a lot. All of us, man. Come from where we come from, uh, 
And I, and I know people from other walks of life. I'm not saying I had it bad coming up, but come from where we come from, to to get out there and accomplish anything is is a is a testament. That's 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 something you want to covet your ability to do that. Uh, so that's for our people, and ain't nothing nothing given to us by no means. So don't let anybody else define what success your success is. Uh, don't get caught up in what society is telling you success ought to be. If you feel good about what you're doing, and <laughs> you set a goal for yourself, and you go get it. That goal might be, hey, man, I'm going to put up $5,000 this year. Some people will say, man, $5,000. Some people say, $5,000. You know what I'm saying? It's all in the mind. It's, it's your mindset on it. Like, don't let nobody tell you that ain't nothing in your world. That might be great. You know what I'm saying? If you knock that down, rejoice in it. Pat yourself on the back for that. And then set another goal. Go get it. Remember, if you can get that, then you can get whatever's next. Just keep building on stuff. Like I said, the puzzles. Keep building on that, man. Keep that in, in, in your mind at all times. And I think I think uh, anything you come across, man, it'll be easier for you to deal with. Yeah. Man, if you don't learn how to uh, rejoice and celebrate yourself with those <laughs> small victories, yeah. when you finally get to a point of accomplishing what you really want to accomplish, Mm-hmm. You'll never understand on how to be able to celebrate that, or you'll never be able to truly appreciate that because you never practice the uh, the uh, habit of celebrating anything at all. Yeah. So, uh, with that being said, <laughs> it's uh, we get ready to sign out. Thank y'all so much for checking out the Lit Code. Um, looking forward to putting more content out. Yeah. Yeah, man. Y'all stay tuned. We thank y'all. We celebrating our first uh episode. This is a victory for us. We reached that finish line. We're gonna uh, uh get together, do our editing, put this out, and then guess what we're gonna do with that finish line? Gonna pick up and throw as far as we can ahead of us, baby. We're gonna get it again. But <laughs> we're gonna celebrate this one, man. It was it was a honor and a pleasure as always, man. Uh Thank y'all again, and we'll be seeing you soon.